Oh, like slam and anniversary combined. It's a portmanteau. I get it. Okay, I just got that. Did you? You seriously just got that? Like a slam, like a slamming anniversary, like a swinging party. They've been doing this for 19 years, and you just got that. Well, I mean, these names are complicated. Like turning point. What does that mean? Like, you know, <laughs> do people? I I thought I thought turning point was the WrestleMania go home show because on the road to WrestleMania, people are always turning and pointing. What about what about sacrifice? A C K E R sacrifice. Yeah, something to do with ice. Sacrifice. All I know is the numbers don't lie. Hmm. Never. It's kind of. Is it? Is it sad that like the number one thing people like the most popular thing in the history of Impact Wrestling is like a promo? Uh, I feel like that's pretty par for the course, honestly. Impact is is pretty famous for being known for the wrong things. Well, anniversary, the anniversary show. So this was marking 21 years of TNA slash Impact Wrestling. Yes and no. Yes, it's it marks the 21st anniversary. However, it's only the 19th Slammiversary. They didn't actually start marking their anniversaries until two years in, I guess. Or one year in, because that's how anniversaries work. It's a whole thing anytime someone mentions anniversaries. Yeah, the first couple of years, they, I think they were still doing like weekly pay-per-views instead of that's monthly true. pay-per-views. I'm just saying every time they're like, it's the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania for t- WrestleMania 25, there's always someone in the comments saying, that's not how anniversaries work. It's the 20, it's 25 years on the 25th anniversary. Yeah. So cut those people off right now already. Yes. It's, it's the 19th anniversary, celebrating 21 years and therefore the 20th anniversary. I don't know. As usual, on this program, we're only talking about the knockouts matches. No, no opportunities to talk about Scott Demore versus Bully Ray here tonight, unfortunately. So sad. Which was a fun match, I will say that. Okay. I didn't watch it, but okay. I take your word. It was fine. Alright, my name is Harley Vasquez. What's your name? My name is Mayday. Just us this week. And we're talking about the three matches at Impact Slammiversary, kicking things off on the pre-show, Trios Tag, Intergender Trios Tag, Jody Threat and the Death Dolls, Courtney Rush and Jessica, taking on Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, and Jay Vidal. Jay Vidal, the token man in the Knockouts division. The Sean the Taraj, which I love. That one I didn't get, because Giselle Shaw Giselle plus Shaw. Entourage. Yeah, it's it's Giselle Shaw's entourage. It's a Shantaraz. Okay, I literally did not get that on, <laughs> on the pay-per-view. They're like the Shantaraz. I'm like, who's Sean? <laughs> what, what are they talking about? Who's, who the hell is Sean? <laughs> exactly. 
action here Giselle Shaw and her team taking on Jody Threat and the Death Dolls Giselle Shaw less embarrassing here than on the Amazing Race Canada I'll say that right off the bat she would have to be for Americans who did not watch the Amazing Race Canada Giselle Shaw and Gail Kim competed representing Impact Wrestling they were the first team eliminated giant air quotes first team eliminated first episode Giselle had to do the roadblock three times because she kept not seeing the flags. And then they came in last at the detour as well. So just really, really embarrassing all around. Gail just completely powerless to do anything to stop her or help her. A cooking a cooking challenge, no less. Gail Cam married to a famous chef, cooking up pancakes. Giselle could not deliver them to the right tables. Eliminated. First team right off the bat. Well, that explains why they didn't really hype it up on Impact. I mean, that shows that whole season. That's how they do it. The whole season's been in the can like this whole time. So they were just like, "Yep, they're on it. You should watch it." And then they kind of stopped mentioning it. Yeah, they taped it back. I think April to May. I looked up. I mean, if they had done well or even gone like a decent away in, I imagine it would have gotten a lot more promotion on Impact. Yeah, you could have got could have got a whole storyline out of it. True. Instead, we've got the Chantourage taking on Jody and the Death Dolls. Jody Threat, fresh off her first loss in Impact to Deanna Prazo. So such a weird. We were talking about that in. The, I'm in a Discord for this because, of course, I am. Um, we were talking about that. It's such a weird build. It was a random build. Jody Threat in general. I mean, it was a, a undefeated streak of jobbers. I hate to use that term of, of unsigned talent that built to. Diona defeating her. Like, that's it. That's the whole, that was it. There was nothing, she never moved on to, like, bigger names. She never moved on to signed talent. I mean, even Masha started working her way up to signed talent on her way to having her undefeated streak broken. Jody just didn't. It was a, a build of nothing that led to nothing. It was such a weird way to end that little mini push. Yeah, Jody went, I think, 5-0 and before this loss to Diana. They were all just squash matches, though. Yeah. So I think that's the idea, is Jody's not getting put into the main event picture right away in the way that Trinity is, or even like close to the main event picture in the way Masha is. I don't think that's the plan for the time being. So let's give her, her, let's give her, her first loss to get it out of the way. I guess. And I mean, if you're going to lose to someone, the champ is the one to lose to. That way you'd yeah. be like, well, you know, you she's the champ. Yeah, you don't, lose, you don't get hurt that much. The alternative would, would have been to have her lose to Giselle because... Jay trips her at ringside or something, right? This protects Jody a bit more. I guess. I, I don't think Jody has teamed with the Death Dolls. I know she hasn't teamed with the Death Dolls in Impact, but I don't think she's teamed with them, either of them, just in general. Um, definitely not as a trios. Uh, but she she plugs right in. I compared her to uh, you know, the two Roxbury guys when they bring in Jim Carrey, and he's just perfect. Like, he just fits right in as the third Roxbury guy. That was Jody Threat here. Like, she just plugs right into the Death Dolls. Like, you'd never know she was not originally part of the trio. <laughs> yeah, Jody and Rosemary are both Canadian, so you would have thought they'd have crossed paths a lot of times. Well, Jody but doesn't Kate really... But is bringing up nothing. Yeah, Jody doesn't really fit with Rosemary, but she's a perfect fit with Courtney Rush. I think that's why they haven't really crossed paths before on, like, the indies and stuff. Yeah, and 
Well, they, they both wrestle Toronto a ton. Jody's on literally every single Toronto show ever, even even now. Um, and Courtney, Courtney's wrestled Toronto, I think a couple of times I've seen her advertised for Bills. Rosemary all the time, obviously. So, yeah, interesting, I guess, the, the story here, I guess, to follow is, is this a burgeoning partnership or is this a one, one-off? You know, will they hang out together more going forward? I hope so. Like I said, they're they're a great fit. Yeah, this was this was a pre-show, so there wasn't really like much of a story here other than you know Giselle and her crew are like the the new beautiful people who like to pick on people and give people a hard time. And Jody and Courtney and Jessica, Jody likes to skateboard, and Courtney and Jessica like to party, I guess. I do like that they uh, they name checked the beautiful people on commentary um, unintentionally. Um, and what's his name? Tom Hannafin had to be like, whoa, careful using that term on Impact Wrestling. And he's like, oh, no, fair fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, this one went five and a half minutes. Courtney Rush picks up the win, spearing Jay Vidal. So, again, all the women are protected because the... That's true, I didn't even think about that. The yeah. dude takes the, the pin. <laughs> I like that they just did not even make a deal about the fact that it was intergender. Like it, they never once used the word intergender. They're just it's it's a trios match. Here are the teams go, and that's that's the way to do it. Like when you when you try to like look how great and wonderful we are for doing this. Like you you pull away from it. Like just it's just wrestling. Just let it be wrestling. And I love that Impact just casually throws an intergender match and never makes a big deal of it. Yeah, I always come away wishing that they would do intergender stuff a bit more because. And we talk about this every time we talk about Impact. It's a very small roster. It's really it only like a dozen women in the roster. And so whenever we do one of these shows, half the show is us going like, well, now what? Like, now, like who do they move on to? Because there's nobody else. True. That's why I kind of hope they stick together. The only possible, I don't know, fly in the ointment, is Jody Threat, the character does not have any, like, supernaturally spooky stuff. So if they want to go back towards that, like if they want to start dealing with, you know, how do we get Rosemary and Havoc back? Because that's where Courtney and Jessica came from. And, like, they kind of did that with Nevaeh a little bit. And, like, if they want to go down that route, then Jody's kind of the odd one out. But if they're sticking with the, like, Bill and Ted characters that they're doing, then then Jody should stick around. That's That's my thoughts. So Courtney Rush and Jessica are not supernatural, right? They're just like human people who like to party. I believe so. It's 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 hard to remember what's canon to Impact and what's just on Rosemary's YouTube channel. Um, but officially, Courtney Rush was the I think they used the term meat suit that Rosemary was using. Um, and then after she made the deal to go back to the undead realm to get Taya, which was unsuccessful because, you know, Taya signed to a different company. Um, she came back as Courtney Rush. Essentially, she got purged of the demon. And so now she's back to being Courtney Rush, who she was before. I don't know that they've ever actually acknowledged the fact that she used to be Courtney Rush. Um, according to Impact, it's just Rosemary went in and this weird party girl came out. So I don't, I'm not really sure what they have and haven't clarified, but... Um, Rosemary, Courtney Rush, whatever you want to call her, 
does a very good job of keeping her own canon, kayfabe, whatever, like across everything, including her YouTube channels, including her Twitters, and too late, you know. So, as far as I'm concerned, it's all canon. They just never mention it on commentary. <laughs> Wrestling is weird. So the door gets broken <laughs> open. Courtney and Jessica go back into the undead realm. Jody gets sucked in with them. Courtney turns back into Rosemary. Jessica turns back into Havoc. And Jody turns into something new. Jody becomes threat. Just threat or like Joe dash. No, D-I- just threat. D-I-E. Joe die. Joe D threat. Uh, I think just threat. You have yeah. Rosemary, Havoc, and threat. You can yeah. do something with that. You give her some face paint and she, now, yeah. now, now her like skateboard is possessed by a busload of dead school children or something. You know? yeah. I don't know. You can go somewhere with that. But yeah, it's it'd be interesting to see where they go and if they if they stick around. For all we know, this was just a one-off trios match and they're not going to go their separate ways. I hope they don't. But Yeah, like I said, every time we talk about Impact, I'm like, okay... Uh, speaking what? of speaking of where do they go next, I want to call out the fact that I totally called uh, Kelly and Masha teaming up. Yeah, that was after one of the Impact Plus events, last time we talked about Impact. Yep, I said, where are they going to go with that? And I said, oh, I bet, you know, it, it looks like they're teasing a team up. Maybe they team up. Maybe they go after the tag belts. I didn't know if they were going to win the tag belts, but, like, that's where that's a story you can go with. And that's exactly what they did. They teamed them up, and they... Sent him after the tag belts. I'm very proud of myself. I bet they're going to hang on to the dog collar and just like make really horny looks at each other for about a month. Uh, Jordan Jordan Grace tweeted, she's like, I leave for a week and this is what happens. <laughs> they call themselves MK Ultra, according to Impact Twitter. It is Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly, new Knockouts champions, take champions. I didn't know they had a team name. That's awesome. I didn't hear it on the broadcast, but when I was yeah, looking... Yeah, they didn't mention it on the on the broadcast. That's why I didn't know they had a team name. Yeah, when I was scrolling through the Twitter, I saw the official Impact Wrestling Twitter. It was like, MKL for the new... Isn't that like the CIA program? Um, If it is, I'm not allowed to comment. It 100% is, I'm sure. <laughs> so... Okay. Yep, it's based on human experimentation program, MKUltra. It's from, like, the 60s. It was, like, the weird, like, research into, like, psychics and stuff like that. Oh, woof. What a weird name to give your... No wonder they were able to overcome the witches, because they I had get... psychic experimentation that, on their side. That, I see. Okay, maybe that's where they're going with it. But I was just like, I thought maybe it was like a Soviet program, and that's why they were using it. But no, it's a CIA program. All right. That's a very weird team name, but I'm for it. For the Russian-Portuguese take team. Yeah. Normally, I would be the type of person who is, like, complaining that a team won the titles, their first time teaming together, because we've seen that in so many other companies. We've seen Braun Strowman win the title with a 15-year-old kid picked up the crowd, you know? That kid was not 15. That kid was like 8. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. But the Knockouts take titles, as we've discussed, this is more or less what they're built for, right? It gives a per- it gives like stakes to a, the second Knockouts, card, Knockouts match on the card. Whereas if they didn't have the take titles, we'd still get a, probably get a second women's match, but it would just be a take match. There wouldn't be anything on the line. Yeah, it would have been just like the, the opening trios. Just, it's a tag match. It was good. 
And even in the tale of the tape, they pointed out or reminded us that Taylor and Kylan won the tape titles their first time teaming together as well. So it's like, yeah, that, that's that's what the belts are for. Uh, and, and it crucially, it gives Masha a freaking belt. Um, if she had, if I guess the team, but if Masha had come up short on, you know, didn't win the big one again, that would have really hurt her. Like she was like zero and three or something on trying to win the big one or something, and like they keep trying to build her up as unstoppable, and then she keeps getting stopped, and like it was starting to hurt her character. So this finally gives her like a solid win, a credential, a bullet point, and a belt. You know, like that helps her character a lot. <laughs> and her and Kelly work really nicely together. They click really good. Fans are all about it immediately. Loving this team. They don't have matching gear yet. But uh, they match in hair. I noticed that. I was saying. I was saying some joke. It was. Uh, I think it was Kelly and Kylan, and I said, "Oh, it's the battle of the redheads." And I looked over. I'm like, "Wait, that's three quarters of this match." <laughs> I guess Taylor didn't get the uh, the memo. Yeah, Taylor's got to work on that. Get the hair dye. Join the club. Otherwise, good match. Not not a long one. Nine minutes, but we get some back and stuff we get masha kicking out of taylor wilde's the witch's wrath we get kelly taking out kylan king at ringside and cam was actually kind of missed the finish we go back we go back to the ring yeah and they see, had to show it in replay yeah masha hits the snowplow on taylor camera only catches like the end of it and the commentators don't i'm gonna say they cut back in time for like the actual three count but they missed the snowplow and the one two count and the commentators didn't call it either like for those who didn't see what happened, the commentator yeah. is just like, oh my, Masha, with a pen. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, wait, what happened? So they had to go back and show it. What they were going to do anyway, but they had to like clarify, like, hey, here's the finish in replay. This is what happened. It's live television, baby. The Coven, as we said, were like thrown together as a team three months ago. You know, had never teamed together. Taylor became a witch kind of out of nowhere as well. But they've really come together nicely as a team, as as the champions. They've got a team name. They've got like good look. They've had some compelling vignettes and little backstage stuff. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Masha and Kelly do in that sense as well. Like I definitely would love for this to grow into a longer, long-term thing. Have them be a real tag team. Have them do double team maneuvers and things like that. Have them. I don't know who you face. I guess rematches against the Coven. Obviously, they move on to Giselle and Savannah at some point. Because of the limited roster impact, as we saw in the main, or our women's main event, not afraid to do like face versus face matches as well. Yeah, but especially with the tag titles, like they're all just kind of not hot potato. What's the word I'm looking for? Like I don't know. They they just keep like rotating between the same three or four teams like who's got the belt all right let's fight everyone else then hand it off to a different team who then fights those same six people you know like i don't know yeah impact the impact roster has a decent amount of turnover as well like if you think of the fact that jody threat just arrived this year kylan king only showed up a handful of months ago trinity's new to the show still so we're looking ahead like the next pay-per-view is in three months it could be Kelly and Masha defending against, you know, somebody who's not even in the company yet at this point. They could end up being jo- them defending against Jody Threat and Ava Lawless or something, you know, some other uh, newcomer. 
that'd be that'd be a good signing. Oh, um, who's the God? I can't remember her name. She's like the the valet, but she's also a wrestler of subculture. Danny Luna. Yes. Yeah, Danny's new uh, rival. I think she's wrestled once or twice, maybe once on TV, once on before the Impact. Yeah, she's had a handful of matches on Impact, but um, I'm pretty sure they're signed, given that they are now the tag champs. Yeah, and I, I watched Danny. She got a considerable screen time in NXT UK. I saw her wrestle there a lot, and she, yeah, she's got those those vibes. They honestly like most of the Knockouts division has like punk alternative kind of vibes. Most of the yeah. women. If you uh, if you turn the Death Dolls back to spooky supernatural, you could pair Danny up with Jody. Yeah. Or you put, or Danny Luna is the one who gets pulled in the undead realm. She becomes a werewolf. I'm just going on the name Luna. <laughs> so new champs, MK Ultra. We gotta assume rematches for at least a month, maybe to the next Impact Plus event, right? I must say, I assume the next Impact Plus special is just gonna be a rematch. They they tend not to do like big big matches on the Impact Plus specials. They save those for the pay per views. And then. Our women's main event for the yes. Northwest Championship, Gianna Perrazzo yes. defending against Trinity. This one, I kind of thought this was going to be the main event of the whole show, but I, I don't slight them for putting Alex Shelley Nick Aldis over them. Especially w- especially given the way that match ended. Yeah, with, with Alexander returning and everything. Yeah, you, you kind of have to end it with that. So I get it, but I'm, I'm still allowed to be disappointed. <laughs> Like we said, babyface match. Gianna worked or like you know leaned heelish uh, more so than Trinity, just for obvious reason. I was about to say we've covered this every time we covered Diana. Like whether she's face or heel, she's the same character, and that's like one of her strengths. Yeah, so she it's just was a matter of like how technically a face, but she's you know she uses heel-ish tactics, but not like i don't know yeah it's just a question of how disrespectful she's going to be to her opponent yeah pretty much um like a classic tweener instead of what that term has become yeah and we get the mix of styles here commentary brought that out as well like diana obviously submission specialist trinity known for being more showy doing the rear view doing split legged moonsault things like that but trinity adopted a submission move of her own recently and diana has been known to, you know, at the very least, do some arm drags, things like that, <laughs> do, do the odd drop kick, maybe. We were wondering. I'd have, to, I'd have to go back and look, but I don't think so. Has anyone kicked out of the Queen's Gambit until then? That might have been the first. That I don't know. Commentary made a big point of Gianna has never tapped out in Impact Wrestling before. Th- yeah, that that was huge. But like kicking out of the Queen's Gambit, I don't think anyone's done that there's been a couple like foot on the ropes but like that was that was a big deal when trinity kicked out of that and like they sold it perfectly and then yeah diona tapped out like that that never happens john cena would be so disappointed yeah this was my first time i don't watch weekly tv i follow i follow the results but i don't like sit down and watch it every week so this is my first time seeing starstruck it's a grounded octopus hold of some sort yeah, I, I couldn't tell you exactly what it is. Yeah, I want to say Hannah Kimura did this move as part of her arsenal. Um, I like it in the sense it's one of these moves where 
you know, she gets it when she gets it on. It's like, yeah, Deanna's not getting a rope break because like there's nowhere to go. She's all tied up. I did think I was surprised that I get, I think I was surprised that Deanna tapped out like the first time because most of the match had been Deanna on the offensive, just wearing down Trinity. I felt I was like mm, she hasn't taken that much offense. I kind of thought she'd escape somehow, like roll Trinity into a pin, Trinity would release the hold, and then a minute or two later get the move back on, and then Deanna taps. Or somehow like roll into the rope so that like her back is touching the rope there before it's a break or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. But it's it's more the uh and, and Deona does that with the uh, the Venus de Milo as well. Um it's it's more about the fight to lock it in. Like once it's in, you're done. So the drama is can she get it locked in? Can the opponent escape before she gets it locked in? And she did, and she didn't. Yeah. Trinity New champion, big a big showing for her, obviously. Like the fact that she gets the shot on a pay per view, first pay per view after she like joins the company. She beats the face of the division. She makes the face of the division tap out for the first time ever. I was genuinely surprised by that result, and I guess I shouldn't have been. But Impact has a tendency to. Whenever, like this exact scenario where like oh it's the most obvious move in the world to to have this person win of course and then they don't um, whether that's like a, a swerve bro or if it's just they it leads to something else or but like that they've done that consistently so I was telling people it's like sixty forty that Trinity would win like it, it's not a certainty um, but I'm I'm very very glad that she did. Yeah, it's her first singles gold in almost six years. Oh, my God. Last time she held singles gold was the SmackDown Women's title in 2017. 2017 was six years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's you. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing that I really like about this, too, is Trinity especially is one of these women, so many women and men, so many wrestlers, when they finish up with WWE, whether it's on their own terms or whether they've been released... They often will just walk away from wrestling and say, you know what, I'm good. Like, I've, I had my run, and I'm probably pretty set for money, especially if you're married to somebody else who's still, like, a t- one of the top stars in WWE. Like, she very she very easily could have just walked away from wrestling and said, you know what, I'm good. Or I'm going to do, like, other things. I'm going to do modeling, or I'm going to do, I don't know, whatever it is people do. Come back in a couple of years for a single Royal Rumble spot and then disappear again. Exactly. Because Trinity, especially, had never wrestled outside of WWE before. Like she, oh, she was, like, homegrown. Yeah, she was, like, FCW, I think, and then WWE, and that was it, her entire career. She was one of those people. So it would have been so easy for her to just walk away and say, like, you know what, I'm good. I had a long run. I'm I'm happy with uh, my career. Wait, I'll wait for the Hall of Fame induction in five years. So her coming to Impact was, like, really, really cool in that way, because it's, like, I'm here to show that... You know, like, I don't need, she doesn't need to do this, but she's going to do it anyway, because, like, I am a wrestler. And so she's following in the footsteps of people like Tara or like Gail Kim, who said, like, no, like, I'm I'm here because I want to wrestle and because I want to do this thing. And she has this, like, tight community. Photos came out uh, backstage of Mercedes Monet and Tamina Snuka were backstage at the show to support her. That's awesome. I did not know that. 
Yeah, they were at this show to support her. Bailey was in Japan the night Mercedes that, won the New Japan Women's title. That I did know. Yeah. So that's just that's just so cool and heartwarming too to be like, oh, and she has like friends who like are genuinely like we were co- well co- we're coming to these shows to support you in person. We're not just like tweeting at you and being like, hey, good luck. Like we're gonna be yeah. there backstage for you. That's awesome. So Trinity, the new face of the Knockouts division. As always, half the fun of talking about shows like this is speculating what comes next, and then, like you said, bragging about it when we're right. Yeah. Every title changed hands on the show except for Alex Shelley's world title. I was very surprised by that, to be honest. Yeah, some of them were very surprising. I would not have pegged Subculture winning the take titles. or Me either. That was probably the biggest surprise. Or Chris Saban getting squashed. That makes me wonder if that was a shoot. Like, was he already hurt, and so let's just do this to take the belt Doing off the, him? J- giving him the Jamie Hader treatment? Yeah, like, I mean, I don't think he got hurt during the match. That part was very obviously work. But, like, was he working hurt, and that's like, let's just get through this and get the belt off him? Or is this leading to something? Or, like, what do they do? But that was, that was very, very, very random. I think it might have just been to really put over Leo Rush as a big deal. Because I remember... Maybe. I remember Leo Rush being, like... Their little, their little buddy, like their second back in ROH days when Leo was just starting out, he was like, he was the machine, Motor City Machine Guns like little friend who always took the pin in trios tanks with them. <laughs> so they've got a real life friendship that goes back far. So I think it might have just been safe and saying like, no, I'm gonna make you look like a big deal, and also like have that as like a question mark hanging over the over Al Shelley's match later on. Like could the same thing happen to him? I don't know. That was that was the strangest match of the night, but um subculture winning was still the most unexpected result, I think. So almost all new champions heading into the end of summer and the fall. We had eleven women wrestling on this show, which is pretty much the entire division. Like other than the 11 women who wrestled, there's like Alicia Edwards, who wrestles here who and there. Who was still on the show. Yeah, she was still on the show. She wrestles here and there, mostly as enhancement. She's pretty much more like a ballet. Mickey James, out injured. And, uh, yes, you read that? That she's cleared to return to the ring. Yes, so she's they're just waiting for the right moment, storyline, angle, whatever. But, like, she's, she's healthy and healed up, so good for her. All right. And then uh, new rival Danny Luna, who... Like you said, seems like she's probably going to be around for a little while, at least. Since and, and was also on the show. Yeah, was also on the even show, just not wrestling. Yeah, even if she didn't wrestle, she was still on the show, still got that payday. Yeah, so we've got about 12, 13 women in the division. So Trinity's got no shortage of opponents. We've seen, and the, and the take champs and the take wrestlers frequently wrestle singles matches on TV as well. Yeah, where does Trinity go from here? I mean... I, I, again, that's how they tend to do the the uh, almost said Disney Plus. That's how they do the Impact Plus um, specials. It's probably going to be a rematch with Diana on the next Impact Plus special. But like the next new challenger, where does she go from there? Like who who steps up? That's that's a really good question. So the next Impact Plus special in about a month is Multiverse United Two, the split show with New Japan. That's August twentieth. Now, we had Multiverse United 1 back in March of this year. There's only one women's match on that show. 
It was a four-way number one contender match. Um, Diana Perrazzo, Giselle Shaw, Masha Slamovich, and Miyu Yamashita. Yeah. So I, I'm not getting too excited about Multiverse United 2. I, I, like, I don't think we'll see any stardom talent. It's with New Japan, right? It's with New Japan. But like I said, the last one was three regular Impact people and then Miyu Yamashita. Well, if I can, if I can pie in the sky, set myself up for disappointment, you could do Trinity and Mercedes Monet. I don't know if she's healed yet. Yeah, and I don't... Hmm. I mean, that's 99% not going to happen, and I'm just setting myself up to cry, but man, that would be good. If Mercedes hadn't gotten injured when she did and had been wrestling regularly the last couple of months, I could have almost seen some special attraction match, Trinity and Mercedes versus That's, somebody yeah, and somebody. I could see that, yeah. If she hadn't got injured. But because she did, even if she's healthy in like the next three weeks, I can't see an Impact Plus event being like her one of her first matches back. True. They're going to save her for a New Japan pay-per-view. Yeah, they've already talked about her and Julia for New Japan Strong. So that, that, that dream lasted about a minute and a half. Thanks. But Trinity versus some sort of Japanese talent, even if it's not stardom, if it's like, like I said, she faced Miyu Mashita before, that would be a lot of fun, or maybe another like four-way match, something to that effect. I don't know who they have access to, but hopefully no, but some, sort against, of, some sort of special guest star at the very least. against Willow. Uh, is AEW going to allow that? Well, I mean, she's the new Japan Strong Champion. Uh, well, Willow isn't, not anymore. No? Wow, I'm out of date. Who oh, yeah. Who no, uh, Julia beat her for it a couple weeks ago. Oh, damn. That's how out of date I am. Um, well, put her against Julia, then. That's August 20th. August 27th is Emergence. Apparently here in Toronto. That's news to me. But uh, Emergence here in Toronto. Maybe maybe uh, Trinity versus Jody, hometown gal. That, I, uh, mm, I, I'm not feeling that one. Because by def... I mean... Trinity would have to go over, and now you've given Jody two title shots and two losses. Yeah, but like you said, they did that. They did it three times for Masha, and she's still okay. Yeah, but Masha had like an actual streak behind her, and I don't know. I, 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 I don't know where you go with that. Yeah, who who does? Like you said, maybe they'll just bring in a completely new person. Yeah, or maybe they'll want Trinity to pick up some wins over like some established heels over the next couple of months instead of like more babyface opponents and we'll get you know Trinity and Giselle Shaw for like a month and Trinity versus the the Covenant no longer take champs. You could do Trinity versus Taylor Wilde at one show and then Trinity versus Kylan at the next show. Bill decide that match just in a vacuum would be amazing. The next big stop for us is October twenty first, Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory is the yes, big debut of the year. That is our WrestleMania. That's our WrestleMania. And so looking at the roster, I would think the biggest match they could deliver would be Trinity versus Mickey James. At Bound for Glory, yes. That's a great... I wonder if, now that she's healed, I wonder if they don't do like a um, like they did Josh Alexander here, where at the next... i, I got to figure out what the next Impact Plus special name is, but at the next special, they do a match, they do a whole thing, Trinity wins, yay, Trinity... Q hardcore country like and they could start to build the battle yeah, the glory. next one is emergence and 
There you go, Emergence. And that's in Toronto, and Mickey... Oh, she was supposed to have the big match in Toronto when they were here last time, and that's when she got injured, and they had to do Tiana versus Jordan instead. Yeah, I that that might be exactly what they do. Maybe I go two for two on predictions, and by by me, I mean you, because you said it. <laughs> I realized I was mid-sentence. I was taking credit for your prediction. No, uh, like mine's. I think alike. Trinity and, and Mickey James makes a lot of sense to me for the biggest show of the year. Yeah, that and some sort of crazy four-way take title match to get everybody else on their bill. Death Dolls, Coven, Sean Taraj, and... Jody and Danny. Oh, and the fucking champs, MK Ultra. Sure. Oh, gauntlet match. Diana Prazo has to team up with Alicia Edwards because there's nobody else left. <laughs> <laughs> she says, no thanks, I'll take Gia Miller instead. I'm surprised Gia hasn't gotten in the ring on Impact. She does wrestle? I mean, it's not, like, regularly, but she has had matches. All right, so that is the impact. If if Lillian Garcia can have a match, then Gia can have a match. Then anybody can have a match. If Karen Jarrett can wrestle on AEW in 2023... Oh, my God. All bets are off. <laughs> okay, so that's our impact going into the fall. I can't promise listeners that we'll be covering like every impact plus show in depth like this but we will 100 percent be covering down for glory that's that's guaranteed thanks for noticing us but yeah um, now now you got me excited for trinity and mickey at down for glory i wonder they must have crossed paths in wwe i don't know that they ever did i mean i'm sure they've had a couple of forearms thrown in that one royal rumble but like I don't know that they ever did. And if they did, it certainly wasn't like super high profile because I don't remember it at all. Yeah, they crossed paths in some more rumbles and some battle royals, some more royal yeah, like rumbles said, and battle sure royals. Yeah, a I said, six I'm sure pack challenge on a live yeah, show. Like an actual one on one singles match. I don't think they did. No. Closest we came was Naomi winning the SmackDown title in a six pack challenge. Mickey was also in the match. But so are four other women. Who who ate the pin on that one? That I can't tell you offhand. But Alexa Alexa went in as champ and Naomi came out as champ. So. I said maybe it was Mickey, but yeah, I don't know. That would be so good. All right, so we are bound for Bound for Glory three months from now. <laughs> Next week on the show, I think we're going to try to talk about ROH, Death Before Dishonor. Although as of press time, I think there's like one match announced. And the pay-per-views in four days, so... One match, like, total? Yeah. Uh, Katsuyori Shibata versus Daniel Garcia for the pure title. And that's it. No idea who Athena's defending against. No, uh, no nothing. So tune in next week to watch us stall for time. 